I'm talking about tithing. So in case um, any of you don't know what tithing is, tithing is giving 10% of your gross income to the church. That's what it is, and I'm going to talk about it. So uh, anyone who is maybe reasonably new to saying, having said yes to Jesus, you're like, whoa, 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 no one told me about the money thing. Um, that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about the money thing. Uh, you'll like this. So I've studied... Um, I've studied giving for many years because it is such a, um, after the Father, uh, after the kingdom, money is the thing that Jesus talks most about next. And yet within churches, generally, it, it goes on the down low, right? Because people are really touchy over it. Um, so I'm just going to grasp the nettle. Ruth just walked across in front of me and went, don't hold back, and kept going like that. So I, if, if I don't hold back, blame it on Ruth. Um, so I've, I've honestly, I've studied this subject for many years. Um, I am telling you what I think the Bible says. Uh, you are very free to disagree with me, but not based on, not based on a feeling. Uh, go and study the scriptures. Go and study what the Bible has to say about it. Um, and, and then we can always chat further. So I'm going to read uh, this bit first of all. This is from Matthew. Oh, I've done it again. I'm so sorry to the people online. I didn't write the Bible references in. Matthew, uh, this is Matthew 22, verse 15. I'm going to start reading it. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him, Jesus, in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Yeah, if anyone ever starts talking to you in that way, be on, the, be, on the guard, be on guard, okay? Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes? Jesus, he knew their evil intent. And he said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a coin, a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this on the coin? And whose inscription is this? And they said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, We'll give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. They heard this, were amazed, and went away. I bet they did. So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. Or I love that this isn't, that this is, that was NIV. The New Living Translation says, Give to Caesar what belongs to him, but everything that belongs to God must be given to him. Now, my, my challenge today is I'm trying to get this done in 20 minutes um, because we've got other things to do. And there's so much I could say about the way God gives us everything, but there's one part he keeps as a test. Like all the trees in the garden, you can have everything but that one. That's mine. Why? Because he says, I want to see what your hearts do. So you'll find out, um, we have this, uh, sorry, we have this, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give, give to God. There's a translation that says, give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give back to God what belongs to God. 
and there are, there's more than one level of government. In this, in this country, we're under the UK government. We're also under um, Ashford Borough Council, so we pay a council tax to Ashford Borough Council. We get to pay a council tax to Ashford Borough Council. Um, and we also get to pay taxes to help this country run. So it, we're under a UK government, but there is a higher government. There is a higher government. And Jesus is saying, look, here's an earthly government. Give to them what is due to them. That's what the coin says, right? But the Bible also says, give to God, give back to God what belongs to God. So let me clarify. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. We're going on to Matthew 23. You can just flick over the page. We're coming there in just a second. There is a difference between... Uh, and I'll explain this, the tithe and offerings. Offerings is a generosity thing. And you'll just hold on to that thought. A tithe is returned, an offering is offered. And I'll come back to that. So Matthew 23, verse 23 says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You should have practiced the latter without, without neglecting the former. So the former is, if we're not careful, we can count out our mint leaves and our cumin leaves. And this is what Jesus is saying. You are so meticulous about paying the tithe, but you're actually missing the heart of it. You've made it into a legalistic set of actions where you're almost counting the leaves out. One back, nine for me. One back, only eight for me. Oh, just don't worry about the one back. Nine for me. And, and he's saying you've been so meticulous, you've totally missed the heart of it. And he says... You should be practicing, as he says, um, you should be practicing justice, mercy, and faithfulness without neglecting the former. So it's interesting that some people say, and I'm coming to this as well in a minute, but tithes, Chris, I know which, if, if anyone's been around church a while, I know where you're going. You're going to Malachi 3, aren't you? Aha, uh -huh, I'll get there in a minute. But people say, but... Chris, that's Old Testament. If you can find me anywhere where Jesus says you do no longer need to pay a tithe or any New Testament writer says you do no longer need to pay a tithe, you are officially released from paying a tithe. It's not in there. It's not in there. At no point does that get said. So, Malachi, chapter 3. If you don't know where Malachi is, head for the New Testament and then skip back a book. Um, and you will find yourself in Malachi. Second, just finding it. Okay. Now, just as I come into this, this is the last book of the Old Testament. The words that are spoken here, don't forget the difference in chapters, uh, to some extent even books, but certainly chapters, um, they are, they are added in. There are some editorial things. So the difference between Malachi and Matthew, other than a few letters alphabetically, <laughs> um, 
uh, I know there's an Old Testament into a New Testament, and you've probably got, in your Bible, you've probably got some maps, you've probably got some explanations. You can, you can just flick over the page. You can just flick over the page. That is to say, this is for now not speaking to only people then. This isn't just an Old Testament thing. Listen to what, um, listen to what Malachi says, or God says through um, Malachi. One second. Here he says... Um, God says to them about returning, return to me and I'll return to you. But you ask, well, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God and yet you're robbing me? But you ask, what? What? My adding in, what? How are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. Your whole nation, because you are robbing me, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops when, when you pay the tithe. And the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe when, when you pay the tithe says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. When? When you pay the tithe. For yours will be a delightful land. When? When you pay the tithe, says the Lord Almighty. Now, there's an interesting thing here where it says, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? He says this. "Um, How are we robbing you in tithes and offerings? You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Now, you can explore what this means, and it's not always easy to pick up, but there are a couple of possible explanations of what that means. No, 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 no. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Or is it bring the whole tithe into the storehouse? Well, the answer is both. So a couple of things may have been going on, and we don't really know. One of them... I have contemporarily contextualized to make it modern day. But let's go for the old one at first. The old one is people say 10%. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's start negotiating. God, I'm going to start at five and uh, let's see how we get on. Let's just do a bit of, uh, bit of back and forth. And God says, no, it's 10. It's a heart test. I don't need your cash. It's a heart test. Why are you trying to barter with me? Or the alternative is this. Well, I give 10%. So what I do is I give, um, I give it, well, to be honest, I give, it in lots of, uh, I give it in lots of different places. I mean, there's this, there's this um, Christian-like ministry TV personality. So I, I like to give some, I give like 2.5% uh, to them. Food banks, I mean, food banks. God says, don't forget the poor. So, uh, well, I like to give another sort of two, three, four, five percent there. And then there's that person that um, my, um, you know, my aunt's friend who runs that ministry. I mean, that's in Africa, so that's got to be, I mean, that, that definitely deserves my cash, right? Um, and God says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse is your local church, and by church I don't particularly mean the building, I mean the gathering of people. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. 
And this is the tricky thing, and I, this is not me, this is what the Bible says. We are thieving if we don't do it, is what the Bible says. Well, that seems a bit harsh, Chris. Don't take it up with me. I'm just the delivery boy, right? I'm just the messenger here. That's the tricky bit. But this, here are the blessings. The tithes in the storehouse then provides everything we need. So I have this belief, and I think I could probably back it up by Scripture, although it never actually explicitly says it in this way, that everything that God asks the church to do If everybody tithed, it would have all the money to do everything it ever needed to do. It's not rocket science. If everybody tithed, if everyone who was... Because it doesn't matter. God is not going to ask a church of only six people to take over a whole housing estate and buy all the houses up and then give them in different places. Because there's a stature that needs to go with it. So as the people grow, so the finance grows, so the responsibility grows, so the authority grows, and so God raises your stature. Even Jesus had to grow in favour with both God and man, right? Well, if Jesus had to grow in favour with both God and man, we definitely need to. So the tithes come into the storehouse, which provides everything we need. This is another thing the tithe does. It places us in the blessed category. Oh, well, I want to be blessed. Sure, we all do. Another thing that the tithe does, as you will have seen from that passage, it protects us from the devourer. I heard a story um, of, I cannot remember his name, and it's going out live. doesn't matter. The guy who leads, now leads Catch the Fire um, in Toronto, and he was telling the story about um, a pastor friend of his who um, they were having some kind of party at their house, some kind of gathering, and they had a pool at their house and the um, granddaughter fell into the pool and drowned and this guy comes out of his house and he says I am claiming tithers rights the devourer will not come here she lives she coughs up water her heart starts to beat again she comes back to life he knew the devourer does not come me near me. I'm a tither. And sure, that sounds to me not like someone who's tithing legalistically, but they tithe and they know what the position is that it gives them. And then others begin to call you blessed. Now this can get uncomfortable because... In the UK, we don't like people who are too blessed, do we really? We get a bit narky with them. We go a bit all kind of left wing on them. Why, 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 hang on, they should be sharing that out. Why are they blessed? Maybe they're blessed because they tithe. Look at the Jewish nation, they're not poor. What we can so often do, if we're not careful, is there is the word... And there is the spirit. And we can, we can think that we can just follow feelings all the time. But actually, sometimes God says, you just need to do this. Communion is not optional. 
as another example. So this is really interesting, and you're just going to have to do your best to catch this. Uh, in Malachi, if you just turn back a couple of pages to Malachi chapter 3, I knew this would be a quiet one this morning. The only time this was ever quieter was when I took a group of guys away on a men's camp, and we said, we're going to talk about pornography and masturbation. And they didn't do that. They all went... I said, let's say it. Just say it out loud to get us to break the ice. Just say pornography and masturbation. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. You can do this, Jed. It's the quietest talk I've ever done. No one nodded. No one amend me. Nothing. Nothing. Anyway, Malachi... Malachi chapter 3. Just be grateful we're on tithing, right? Um, Okay, it says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The message of the covenant whom you desire will come. I beg your pardon, the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. So I will send you my messenger. I haven't got time to explain why. That's more than likely John the Baptist. He will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord who you are seeking will come to his temple. That's Jesus coming back. So this prophecy here contained in Malachi where God is speaking is speaking to people who are between the time of John the Baptist. He's been. uh, He was just before Jesus. And Jesus coming back again, which hasn't happened yet. So that is, if you're not sure who those people are between when John the Baptist came and when Jesus comes back, you can just put your hand up because it's you, it's me. Now, so this is another one I've heard over many, many years. People say to me, but Chris, this is, <clears throat> this is an Old Testament standard. The Bible says in the New Testament about giving what you've decided in your heart to give. Yes, it does, about offerings, not about tithing. It's about offerings, which is over and above the tithe. The tithe simply gets returned. The generosity can go beyond that. So I, and if people really do insist, I say, okay, okay, okay. Let's do that then. So Old Testament, you shall not murder. Jesus comes along, you shall not murder. Level is down here somewhere. And Jesus says, I tell you, if you even call your brother a fool, you're guilty of murder. What? Standard suddenly up here. Or, I tell you, you are not allowed to commit adultery with your neighbor's wife. I, I don't think the neighbor is important. It doesn't matter where they live, you know, like a, it's okay if they live in the next town. I don't, I don't really think that was the point. You're not allowed. God forbids it in the Ten Commandments. And then he says, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. So if you want to say, I'm not sure about that 10%. I think it's Old Testament. You go for it. I'm sticking with tithing. Uh, Because it's like, whoa, that's the standard that God just, he just, Jesus comes and just keeps raising that standard. This is hard stuff. Now, over a number of years, I've had lots of questions and lots of things that people have asked me. I'm going to shoot through these. Literally, I'm going to give the question. This This is my shorthand version. I'm going to do this in like one minute flat if I can. Question, is it not legalistic? Answer, only if you let it become that way. Same with praying, same with worship, same with, same with anything. If you, you can let it become legalistic. Um, I only give when God has spoken to me. Answer, God has spoken to you. 
Question. I like to give my money where I wish. Answer. God doesn't give that option for the tithe. Above that, give where you want. Question, or question statement. I can't afford to tithe. My answer. I believe you can't afford not to. We move on. Nick and I have tithed for years, and I know others in here do. And bless you, and thank you for your obedience in doing so. Nick and I personally have seen so little of the devourer. We have had many situations in our life where we seem to walk in a measure of blessing that I can't particularly explain. I'm never going to apologize for it. I remember Alan Scott years ago said, I never apologize for God's blessings. I have ties for years and years and years. And do you know what? What Nick and I do, we, don't, we try not to let it become reli- religious. That's the word. <laughs> Religionistic, I nearly said. Uh, we try not to let it become religious. In fact, every year, <clears throat> we just see if we can up it another 50 quid or whatever. I would love to get to the situation where I'm reverse tithing, where I keep the 10 and I give the 90, because I get to do this. I haven't got to. I get to do this. I get to give. It's not a got to. So here's the thing. Um, Oh, yes, we're going to be okay. Many of you don't know this, but we're actually currently in the offing for a new building. New to us, anyway. Now, we don't know. It's difficult. Negotiations are early, all that kind of thing. What we seem to need is around somewhere between four and five mil. Okay, we, um, we don't have that, funnily enough. Um, in fact, even our reserves are currently low because one of the things we don't like doing here is sitting on big pots of money because the money should be out there being used, right? But here's the challenge, and this is a problem. We had someone recently come forward and seem to suggest, oh, we'll just buy you the building. And we'll pay for it to be turned into the thing you need. It was an organization rather than a person, but anyway. Now, I am all for things being easy in God. If, it, it, like, if you can, grab it, right? I knew that that wasn't going to work out. And do you know how I knew? And when I found out, like, ah, oh, no, no, oh, yeah, okay. I'm like, yep, I knew that was coming. Do you know why? Because God's problem isn't getting five million to us. Easy, 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 easy. He can just chip a bit off one of his paving slabs, for goodness sake. Money is not an issue. Getting the money to us is not the problem. It's getting the money out of us that's the issue. And God says, why would I, Chris, give you five million and leave people's hearts towards giving and tithing unchanged? because he's more interested in our hearts than anything else. Now, that was really uncomfortable. I knew it as soon as he actually spoke it. Yeah, I knew that, God. I knew that. You're always more interested in that, aren't you? He says, yeah, I can get you money anytime, but I don't want to leave your hearts as they are. So we're going to respond now. Interestingly, and again... You, you may have heard this said, it is the only place as far as we can find in, in the Bible where God says, you can test me in this. You can test me in this. 
See if I will not throw open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you aren't even going to have room enough for it. What? Because I tithe. That's right. That's exactly right. So you've got a slip on your chair. We're going to take them in today. But I would, I would suggest to you, do not give because I'm saying to. You need to give and just listen to what's going on in here. Because if you give because you think I've told you to, then um, you'll just end up resenting me. But ask the Lord what you, start, what you should be giving. If the number doesn't freak you out, go back and ask him again because you probably haven't heard. Because it should freak you out. You want me to give how much? He says, yeah, 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 I know, I know, it's 10%, but then like, how about you be a bit more generous? How about you, how about you give more than that? So what I'd love you to do now is take a few minutes, Vicky's going to come up and take over, um, and just ask the Lord. If you don't know where to start, think of what your annual salary is, divide it by 10, that's your starting point, negotiate with the Lord from there. And I'm not joking. So, Father, thank you that we get to give in this way, to return the tithe to the storehouse. And we know the storehouse isn't perfect. We know the storehouse, the bride, isn't everything you dream of her to be yet. But we are being transformed from glory to glory. I pray, God, in this quiet for the next couple of minutes, you will speak to us. And what we'll just say as you're about to fill it in, I would really encourage you to fill it in now. If you don't, you can um, fill it in and give it back next week. However, don't walk away from the Lord speaking to you. Don't put your AirPods in, shove a podcast in or some worship on and think that that helps us get out of this issue. God's waiting to bless us abundantly. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk, where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week, and remember you're loved.